Hello there. Welcome once again to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak, and today we're in our final week of the Give Up Worry for Good program. We're in week eight, day four. We're going to look at, uh, you know, this is, when it comes to worries, I think one of the greatest fears that many of us, and I say us because yours truly struggles with this, and this is this is a constant source of anxiety for me and something that I'm learning to get better at, but it it takes a lot to get through my head. The idea that God will provide. I think one of the, the biggest fears that we face is that what if God doesn't provide? What if I don't have enough money to pay my bills? Maybe I better save up more and more and more and more. Maybe I better make sure that I don't spend anything. Maybe I better make sure that I don't give anything to charity. Maybe I even turn to hoarding my money, right? Just because I want to make sure that I always have enough. Now, there is nothing wrong with saving. But as we'll look at the words of Jesus today, he's warning us. He's warning us about excessive focus on material things. Material things are needed. There is no doubt about it. We live in a world where you need money, you need clothes, you need a place to live. And Jesus never denied that. But what he reminds us of today, and look, this is critical, especially as we are in the week devoted to looking back. What we need to remember is Jesus said that our Father will provide for our needs. That gets very tricky because you know that word needs often get, gets confused with our wants. He's going to give us what we need, but sometimes we want more. Sometimes we want a lot more. Again, I'm really guilty of this. I'm really guilty of this, and this is, a, for me, a constant lesson that I'm learning. What I want and what I need are two different things. And sometimes what I think I need is way, 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 way more or way, way, way less, I think, I should say, than what I want. You know, what are the basics? What do I really need? And I'm going to share something with you that I mentioned in the book, and I think it's important to look at. I think it's important to recognize a very critical fact, again, as I said, especially in this week, devoted to looking back, looking at what God has done, right? So let's pray. Let's turn to our Heavenly Father now. And, and while we're at it, let's pray for what our needs are. There's a good chance you need something today. Let's pray for it, okay? Please join me in the, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you be, for being here for us, Father. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us out of love because we know that our existence didn't add anything to your perfection, but what it did was enable us to share in your love, in your joy. You did it for us. So thank you, Father, for creating us. Thank you for your constant presence in our lives. We don't always feel you, Father, but we know through faith that you're here, that you're with us. Father, Jesus taught us that you want to provide for our needs, so we ask you today, Father, to provide for our needs, to give us this day our daily bread. Some of these needs are known to us, Father. Some of these needs are not needs at all. 
and some of our needs are completely unknown to us. So we're going to ask for those two today. Father, give us what we need, even if we don't know what it is. Father, we pray for our family and our friends. We pray for all of us who are on this journey and give up worry for good. Father, we pray for those who have asked for our prayers. We pray for all those who don't know you. And we pray for all of those who are struggling with hopelessness today, despair. We pray for anybody who is contemplating suicide. Please give them hope, Father. We pray that more people will turn to you and get to know you this day, Father in heaven. And I pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon me so that I can deliver the message that you have for us, Father. And please open all of our hearts and all of our minds to be receptive to your words. Father God, we ask these things in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, my name is Gary Zimak. You are listening to Following the Truth, Week 8. Hard to believe. Day 4 of Week 8. We're just about ready to wrap things up. Now, a reminder to you that even after we're done, so whether you're listening to this podcast when we're originally doing it in summer of 2021, or maybe you're listening to the archived version of the podcast, the next several shows, tomorrow technically is Day 5, and since when we're originally recording this, there is no, we don't do weekend programs. I'm going to wrap things up officially tomorrow. Week 8 will be wrapped up tomorrow. But the following few shows, we're going to summarize. We're going to look back as to everything we did in uh, in the course of the eight weeks of Give Up, Worry for Good. So make sure you keep listening. And by the way, the podcast will continue. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing what I've been doing for several years with this podcast, just every day, Monday through Friday, coming to you and, and helping you to, to see God working in your life and to help you to deal with your, your daily struggles, to give you hope, the hope that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what I want to do. I want to share that with you. And together, we're going to walk through life. That's my goal. And be at peace and give up worry. And that can be done. We do it one day at a time. So that's the deal with that. If you want to find out more about my work or maybe invite me to speak at your parish or your conference, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. I made mention of the fact that I have a new book coming out called Journey with God. It's all about this journey of faith. It's all about knowing, loving, serving God in this life. How do you do it? We're gonna, we, that's what the book is about. I'll be talking more about that in the weeks to come. But for right now, I want to stick to give up worry for good. Before I do anything, though, I have to take a sip of my coffee to make sure my voice holds out for the entire program. It's a beautiful day here when I'm recording this. I hope the uh, the weather and, and is, is, is nice for you as well. I hope you're comfortable. hope all is well. You know, um, before we look at the verse, I just want to let you know, I've said this before, but if you struggle... If you are struggling with anything, you want to reach out to me, please don't ever hesitate to email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Now, I know for a fact, though, 
Every now and then, I have missed emails. I've intended to reply, but things come up, or I look at them when I'm out running around, and I, by the time I get back to them, I forget. So I do forget from time to time. My intention is always to respond to my emails, um, but I mess up sometimes. So if you write to me and you don't hear from me, don't hesitate to write back. Because I, I always like to respond, especially if you're looking for an answer. And again, I apologize in advance. I think I do pretty good, but I do mess up from time to time. I will not be offended if you send me another email and say, hey, Garb, remember that I sent you an email a little while ago? You know, what do you think about this? And I, I you know, I, I would not be offended at that. I'm, I'm telling you that because I'm human. I'm a one-man operation here, with the exception of my daughter, Mary, is helping me with the website a little bit. But I answer all my emails personally. And in fact, when you when you donate, when you become a monthly donor or you, you make a donation to my ministry, you're always going to hear from me. And again, if you don't, shoot me an email to make sure that I got the donation, that nothing went wrong. Again, I, I apologize, but I do always intend to answer my emails uh, because we, we have to help one another. You know, you help me. You help me with your prayers. You help help me with your kind words about the program, about my books, about my speaking. I really appreciate that, and I want to be there for you too, so we can so we can walk through life together. One thing about me and this program, I try to keep it real here. I, I want to let you know that I struggle too, but I, but I I found incredible peace in the person of Jesus when I follow Him. You know, sometimes I go my own way, and I choose not to listen to him. I mean, I hate to tell you that, but, you know, I, I, I slip up sometimes. But when I do listen to him, when I take his advice, like with what he's going to tell us today about material possessions, when I take his advice, there's a lot of peace that comes my way. So let's continue to work together, okay? Um, today's uh, verse for day four of week eight and again, this is the week dedicated to looking back at all the great things the Lord has done. It's Luke chapter 12, verse 22. And he said to his disciples, now this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and you and I as followers of Christ, we're, we are his disciples. So here's a direct quote from Jesus to us today. And he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat nor about your body, what you shall put on. Do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat, nor about your body, what you should put, should put on. So he's talking about your life, what you shall eat, it's food, about your body, your physical body, and what you should put on, your clothes. The therefore is an interesting thing. Now, in the book, I make, a, I make the point of saying that if we look at this in context, so if we go into Luke chapter 12 and read what surrounds this particular verse, Jesus is pretty much, it's pretty clear that Jesus is talking about material things. And it, it's not necessarily obvious by looking at this verse, but when you look at the verses prior and the verses after, it's, it, it becomes apparent that he's talking about material things. Not that he didn't say elsewhere that we should not worry about spiritual things. And let, let me just let me just address that. I'll go off on a bit of a tangent here. We should not worry about the fact that we will we we will be able to live in heaven. We should be concerned about it and we should take action, but we shouldn't worry 
oh my gosh, I'm trying to do what the Lord wants me to do. I'm really trying to follow his commands, but what if I don't end up in heaven? Well, you know, it's a really simple deal. He tells us what to do. He speaks through his church. He speaks through scripture. We need to listen to him. And when we mess up, we repent, we go to confession, and we get back up on our feet. You know, and and I don't mean to trivialize it, but it is really simple. If you do that, if you love the Lord with all you got and love other people, which is often how you love the Lord through other people, you're going to make it to heaven. We want to be careful that we don't let the devil start to chip away at our confidence of making it to heaven. We don't get there because of our good works. We get there because of the grace given to us by Jesus through his sacrifice on the cross. That's how we get to heaven. So he wins the victory for us, but we still have to cooperate with that grace. In other words, I can't earn my way into heaven by doing good works, but I can mess it up by not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, okay? But don't worry about eternal life. You'll get there provided you listen to him. Again, be concerned about it, but that concern should lead you to do something. Now, in this case, though, Jesus isn't talking about spiritual matters. He's talking about material things. He is talking about the fact that he's talking about excessive worry, not concern, excessive worry about material things, about money, about possessions about wealth, uh, prestige, about accomplishments. You know, not that these things aren't important because they do matter. You know, I don't, I don't want you to think these things don't matter. Jesus understands that these things do matter, but they should not be our first concern. And that's the point. So many times our biggest worries are because we don't trust that our Father will provide for our needs. Now, I look, I've shared my story before. And look, don't think, don't think that I'm some kind of a super expert on this. And I've got this mastered and I never worry about material things. I do. You know, in full-time ministry, there are a lot of times when I look at my bank account and there's very, very, very little in there. And I've got a family to support. And I've got an autistic daughter, my daughter Mary, who's she's an adult in her 20s, but right now she's not working. And my wife Eileen is not working because she's trying to help Mary out and try to figure out what we can do, you know, with for Mary. There's a lot that goes on with that. Um, my, my daughter Elizabeth is, is going to school. She's in college. But so, so I'm the provider. I provide for this family through my work in full-time ministry, full-time Catholic ministry, coming off of a pandemic when all my speaking was shut down. So it's, it's, it's pretty dicey at times. And, and I've had to look at things that I've grown accustomed to, various comforts. You know, we had to move. We live in a mobile home now. I had a four-bedroom house before. This is all what goes along with working for the Lord. And still, there were times, I mean, you've heard me. You know, I don't, I don't mean to... To, uh, to to speak a lot excessively about it, but you've heard me asking for donations. It's tough. And I look at the bank account sometimes and I think, oh, come on, Lord, what are you doing to me? But he's always provided. Maybe not for everything I've wanted. Maybe we can't take vacations. Maybe we can't 
go out to eat. But I'm alive. My family's alive. We're pretty happy. So he's provided. But that doesn't mean that I don't sometimes look at the bank account and think, how in the world are we going to pay the bill? And then there's home repairs that I know need to get done. You know, so there's always things that trip me up. And, and, you know, coming off of the pandemic, we're looking toward the possibility of uh, increased COVID cases. Well, what's that going to mean for speaking? Are things going to be shut down again? So, you know, this is in the back of my mind. So I, this is a constant battle I fight. And I want you to know that. It's a winnable battle. And I work really hard at keeping my focus on Jesus. And he, he takes care of me. And that's why I start my day with Scripture. I go to daily Mass. My wife and I pray together in the morning. We pray throughout the day at certain times. I try my best to keep my focus on Jesus. And He reminds me that I've got a Father in Heaven who has provided for all of my needs from the moment I was first conceived. And that's one of the things that I wrote in my daily email reflection today. And I allude to it in the book as well. You're alive. If, if you're listening to this podcast right now, praise the Lord, you are still alive. That means that all of your needs have been provided for from the moment you were first conceived. Because if that was not the case, then you would not be alive. You would cease to exist. But we do exist. And that's only because God has provided for our needs. And here's the, here's the best thing about that message. The, our, our, um, our, the church teaches that God is immutable. He does not change. So if God worked a certain way in the past, he's not going to change things in the future. If God provided for all of our needs every day of our lives, going forward, he is not going to change. But that is a constant battle for us. That's a constant challenge for us to confidently believe that the Lord will continue to do what he has done in the past. Why? Because we can't see him. We can see an empty bank account. We can turn on the news and see these COVID numbers. We can look around us and have people telling us constantly, this is bad. You better be nervous. Right? That, that message is all over the place. And it's so easy to lose sight of our invisible Father in Heaven who provides for us. That's why we struggle. And then there's that whole comfort factor. I would like to be provided for in a certain way. I like certain foods. I don't like other foods. And this is, this is what the Israelites went through when they were, they were wandering in the desert for 40 years. They were wandering complaining, complaining about the fact that they liked the food better when they were slaves. I mean, imagine that. The Lord was leading them out of slavery, but they liked the food better when they were slaves. And we all do that. I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of us do that. We complain about what we don't have because we're not comfortable. The, the, the pro, and, and Guilty. I'm guilty of this. And I need this reminder. So I'm glad I'm getting to talk to you about this because the Lord's speaking to me <laughs> right now also. 
The Lord's not going to give us everything we want. This world is not heaven. This world's not perfect. It does not mean we can't experience a a, a relationship with God in this life. We can get a foretaste of heaven in this life. We can. But we do have problems. We do have difficulties. We do have challenges. We do have suffering. All of these things exist here in this life, in this fallen world, but they don't exist in heaven. So the trick is to connect with God through Jesus as much as possible. That's how you're going to get your peace in this life. Sometimes what the Lord will do is take your problems away. He will change your circumstances. He will heal a phys- he will physically heal you of an illness. He will provide you with extra money. He will mend relationships. He will take away your loneliness. He, 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 will, he will change your circumstances sometimes, but not always. But what he will always do is respond to your prayers. Now, one of, the, one of the mysteries is, the big mysteries of life, of the spiritual journey, is why does God withhold some of his blessings until we pray for them? In other words, there are some things, some graces that he gives us, some benefits that he only gives us when we pray for them. It's a mystery. Sometimes he'll give us things without asking. Other times he waits for us to ask. The best I could do with this is to speculate, and it's speculation because I can't really speak for God, but it kind of makes sense. Since Jesus tells us to pray for what we need and ask and we shall receive, God wants to teach us to be dependent on him. So sometimes he will give us exactly what we ask for in the hopes that we will come to the conclusion that, wow, the Lord is really providing for my needs. Sometimes he withholds that answer. And that could be to, due to any number of circumstances. Maybe I'm not ready yet. Maybe my relationship with him is not mature enough. Maybe I'm going to get what he wants to give me and then run and never turn back to him. Because ultimately, he's not looking to make sure that we're comfortable and have no problems in this life. That's not God's ultimate objective. God's ultimate objective is for us to have a relationship, a meaningful relationship with him. Sometimes what that means is that the problems have to continue to exist so that we'll keep turning to him. You know, there were times in the past, I've done, I've done it numerous times, I'm not proud of it, that I would ask for something, I'd get it, I'd ask for something in prayer, I'd get exactly what I asked for, and i just move on to the next intention. You know? So the Lord knows that. The Lord knows that, and he wants to do everything he can to help us. To, to maintain a good relationship with him. So sometimes he will give us exactly what we ask for. Sometimes he will make us wait. Sometimes he'll say no. And sometimes he'll give us things without our even asking. We're all different. We all respond in different ways. We're all at different stages of our spiritual journeys. So he knows best. You know, it's, it's, it's speculation though, but I would encourage you, just keep asking for what you think you need. 
And if you don't get it, you know, keep asking and pray about it. Take it to the Lord and say, look, okay, so Lord, I'm asking for an increase, a job with a, an increase in salary. Um, and, and you're not getting it, you know, you're getting turned down for, for different jobs or you're getting rejected and it's just not forthcoming. And then have that discussion with them. Say, all right, Lord, what's the deal? Am I asking for too much? Is, is this this new job that I need, is it maybe going to hurt me in some way? Maybe it'll make me greedy because I'll make more money. Maybe it'll make me spend more time away from my family. And over time, if he if he wants to tell you something, he's going to let you know. You'll get a you'll get a thought, you'll get a feeling like okay, maybe maybe this maybe I was asking for too much. Maybe this new house that we really want. Uh, maybe it's going to strap me financially and it's not a good thing. You get an idea like that. Or maybe the Lord just wants you to keep asking. So if you don't get any reason from him, like an indication why you shouldn't keep asking for this intention, keep asking. If he really wants to say no, I can vouch for the fact that he's going to say no. If he really thinks something is not good for us, he will not hesitate to say no. So keep asking you know, for what you think you need. But but understand the fact, and this is it's, don't worry. Force yourself to not worry about God's provision. He has provided for you. You you would not be alive if He didn't provide for you. You might not have gotten everything you wanted, but you're here. I'm here. He's taking care of us. So so let's try to use that to move forward. That's you know certainly we need faith to believe that God is real and He will provide for our needs. But we can also use our God-given logic to look back and see what he's done for his people, to see what he's done in our lives, and recognize that, okay, going forward, he is going to take care of me. And, and I shouldn't worry about it. I should have confidence. And, you know, sometimes you do have to force yourself to believe that. But if a little bit of logic really supports the idea that God's a good provider and he's faithful. Okay. Hey, yeah, we are just about out of time. And as I always tell you, if you have any questions, please email me at Gary at following the truth.com. And again, if you're able to support my ministry, please do so. It's a very important time, critical time for me in the summer. If you're able to become a monthly donor, maybe, or uh, make a one-time donation, you can do that by going to following the truth.com and clicking on donate. And incidentally, becoming a monthly donor, there is no obligation. You can do it for one month, you know, and cancel it after one payment is taken out. So it's really, you're not locked in for any period of time, but it helps me because I know there are certain charities that I donate to that unless I do the recurring payment plan, I sometimes forget. And and it, it hurts ministries like me when people unintentionally forget to, to send the monthly donation. But if you're able to help me out financially, I would be very grateful for that. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Just click on donate and you can donate securely through PayPal. Hey, I'm going to keep praying for you. Please continue to pray for all of us who are on this Give Up Worry for Good journey. And God willing, I'll be back with you here tomorrow on Following the Truth. Have a fantastic night. God bless you. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.